All right, so we're here with uh, Sophia Zingali. Um, give everybody, I know it's not polite, but I kind of feel like you're younger, so tell everybody how old you are, real quick. I want to get that out of the way. <laughs> uh, I'm 24. 24, okay. So the uh, only reason I say that is because it's very rare, one, to have a 24-year-old trainer who's doing pretty well, and then, huh, I mean, we got to say it, you know, not that many 24-year-old women who are uh, on their own doing well. So I think that that's, that's a great thing. And that's why we're, that's why I'm, I'm here talking to you instead of bothering some of the other people. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I'm no feminist, so I don't mind you saying that it's, it is rare that you have a female in this industry doing well. I, I look up to a lot of the females that are doing well in this industry and we could do it just as good as the guys can. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes even the a little crazier than the men. Sometimes yeah. the women are, you know, because I, I would say also too, right off the start, not that many men in our sport can also ride, and you're probably one of the better um, under saddle Monty, whatever we want to call. Um, is is there an official way that is it racing under saddle? Have we? determined an actual name for what we're calling it in North America? Uh, it, it seems like here in America, we keep saying racing under saddle. Um, I know in Canada and Europe, they lead more towards calling it Monty. Um, but yeah, we, we seem to call it racing under saddle. Racing under saddle. Right. So, so you can, you can drive, uh, you can ride, you can train, um, I'm assuming you ship your own horses. Do you do you, do you ferry or do you blacksmith? What else, what else? What don't you do? I guess let's start with that. What don't you do? Uh, I I don't shoe my own horses. I definitely don't do that. Um, okay, why not? What uh, what what you just decided to stop there? Like no, no, I just haven't tried it yet. I guess. Oh, okay. You haven't you haven't uh, yeah, taken give, that give opportunity. Give me a little more time. <laughs> give you a little more time. Oh. Real, so what's out of all the things you, cause yeah, you drive, you train, you race under saddle, um, you paddock, you, you do this stuff for leisure. What's, is there one thing that you love directing more towards to say, Hey, I really, I listen, I like training, but I want to drive or I like driving, but I really want to train or I like this racing under saddle thing, or I like going to the races. What's, is there one thing that you want to steer more towards or hell you like it all? I mean, I really like it all. Um, I think I at least try everything so that I can see all points of it. Um, like two years ago when I first started um, training, a driver, I, I was critiquing his driving and he said, you know, you should really try it sometime. And I listened to that. Um, Throw that man under the bus. Who who did you criticize? What was the drive? Did he pull no, first no, over? Did he leave? Did, did he leave? What? It's okay. They all drive like morons sometimes, and they all drive like like grade A's. Um, did you take that as advice, or was he saying like, "Yo, uh, listen, why don't you get out there and try it?" Like, or or is this somebody that you've looked up to? It was, it was someone that I looked up to at the time, and I really took it to heart. I mean, it is true. You, Trainers can sit there and tell a driver what to do all day long, but when that gate folds, it's a totally different story. I've had plans out there for driving. I've had plans out there for racing under saddle, and more often than not, I am not where I wanted to be. 
Okay, so so drive. I I always felt like training is more yes scheduled oriented. You have to plan things out. You have to schedule out your week. You have to be very um, notice. You have to notice everything about the horse, the stable, the, your employees, everything that's going on, the weather. Whereas a driver, it is kind of reactionary, and you almost have to just go on the horse to feel the race, the other drivers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's sometimes where a, a driver will even tell you like a, a guy to the inside left he should have never left with that horse if he didn't leave we would be in a totally different spot you hear that a lot and it, it's so true I mean people don't drive to the program or drive for the horse sometimes and they get in your way or they change your whole plan so uh it, it doesn't always work out the way you want it to and drivers definitely have to work on their toes and you get a new appreciation for the drivers when you go out there and do it. There's times where I'm like, darn it, if I would have reacted two seconds sooner, I could have gotten out or um, I, I could have changed something and wound up in a better spot. And um, I, I really applaud them for how quick they do work on their toes most of the time. <laughs> okay. has, uh, has something been easy for you to kind of gather and, and get up to speed on like, Hey, this training thing, I really kind of, I kind of can foresee myself being good at it or the driving thing. I mean, again, two totally different disciplines. Have you felt you personally have gotten better at one more than the other? And you could still be good at both, but maybe you kind of, uh, yeah, that driving is a little bit easier for me because it's more reactionary or nah, training, uh, you know, I like the whole week thing that I'm working on the horse all week. Um, I, I definitely do love the training aspect of it. I love being around the horses. I love um, really working on them throughout the week and knowing that like sitting behind one on training day for it, you train it and you're like, Oh my gosh, this one's going to be good this week. And then you bring it to the race and it is good. Like that, that to me is awesome when you set one up for success and it comes through. So I really like that training aspect of it. Driving, I really haven't driven enough to be good at it. I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I do like the driving thing. I, I'm an adrenaline junkie. I love that. So I think the last time we spoke, you asked me if I was going to drive, and here we are. <laughs> here we are. Yeah, exactly. See? So, so basically what you're saying is I take credit for your entire driving career, whatever that may be, because I pushed you. I saw, I was like Obi-Wan and I saw the, 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 <laughs> the potential and I pushed you in that direction and said, no, you need to drive. And here we are. <laughs> yeah, <driving>. exactly. <laughs> uh, do you have, do you have your A license or just P yet? I, I have my P license. Okay. So how long, like, and here's the other thing you kind of had, you started in Maryland, Delaware area and now you're in Jersey, right? You're yep. racing at Philadelphia and, and what other tracks? Freehold, I'm assuming, Meadowlands, things like that, that whole area and circuit? Um, right now, uh, the majority of the time I'm racing at Chester um, and Meadowlands. Um, okay. I have the occasional Freehold in Pocono, but for the most part, um, that's where I'm racing. As far as the training side, do you have a type of horse that you like yet, that you like training? Uh, it could be yearlings could be an old horse that maybe needs some TLC that you get back um, into his old form 
Uh, Trotters, Pacers, Phillies, uh, straight up, I didn't really like training Phillies that much. So I, oh, I preferred. I, I don't get along with Phillies at all. And I've got one in my barn, and I just it's killing me that I can't get along with her. But I actually had to ask my boyfriend, Jimmy, to come help me out with her because he gets along with them way better than I do. <laughs> So, so is it? So we're we're on the same page about Phillies. But is there a type of horse that you like to train that you really, um, if if you're gonna buy a horse at a sale or privately or claim or whatever, is there a type of horse that you say yes, that's the type of horse that I really want? Um, I mean, I I think most trainers will say this. I really like the old classy guys that need some maintenance. Um, just a horse that has a ton of heart. The the one that I own in my barn right now, Tough Mac, he's a 11-year-old trotter. Um, and he's definitely one that needs the most maintenance in the barn. And he just gives it his all every single time he goes out on the track. And I love that type of horse because I'm putting my time into him and he's putting it all out there on the racetrack for me. So I definitely appreciate his type of horse. Um most of my barn is trotters right now. They're actually all trotters but one um, is a pacer. So I guess recently I've been leaning more towards training trotters, um, but I don't oppose pacers at all. <laughs> is that just what horses were for sale or things that came up where you just fit, find yourself gearing more towards trotters? Or was it just like, yeah, I really like that horse. Oh, but he happens to be a trotter. Um, both owners that, um, I have right now prefer trotters. Um, so I think that has taken part in it. Um, the, uh, horse that I own, um, in my barn right now, Tough Mac, um, he was kind of, I was leaning more towards wanting a trotter so that I could drive in the, um, trotting amateur races. Um, but I wasn't opposed to looking at a pacer either i was kind of just seeing what was going to be worth me owning um i definitely don't want to have one in my barn that i'm paying for that is just a slug and doesn't want to do it like i said i really like the ones that have heart and you just need to work on them a little bit longer it's it makes your job a lot easier when you know hey if i do my job there, this type of horse is going to give it all on the racetrack on, you know, on race day, because unfortunately there are horses out there, no matter what you do, they just, you know, not every horse can be a racehorse. So let's put it Absolutely. That way. Yeah. I mean, I've said it to more non-horse people. Um, we can't make them do it. They have to want to do it. They, I'm not moving a thousand pound animal to go and whatever speed 52 that day i mean it's it's not gonna happen uh they they have to want to do it so uh getting the horses that do love to race i i love that how did you go from let's let's take a step back because it, this kind of goes how'd you go from a uh from turning into a 24 year old trainer like let's go back eight years high school you know let, were were you were you always involved with horses, family? Like, uh, how did you how did you make this transition? Because I, I know like most people, same with me included, you know, family and horses. But there's that kind of high school area where you kind of venture out, and then you kind of eventually come back in. So again, let's say junior year in high school, what what were you doing? 
were you involved with horses? Did you say, hell no, I don't want this. I'm just going to go play soccer. I, you know, I'm, I'm assuming you were athletic, uh, you know, to, to be in the, the, this business anyway. So again, junior year, what was Sophia doing? <laughs> um, well, I mean, going way back, my dad um, had polo horses uh, before I was born. So there is a little bit of equestrian in my genes. Um, they actually, my parents sold all their horses when I was born, didn't tell me that either one of them rode. They didn't want me involved in the horse business at all. Um, so it was a total secret. Um, I got into riding horses when I was about nine. Um, and in high school, well, when I was younger, I played just about any sport I could. Um, and when I got into high school, I tried out for the soccer team, made the soccer team. They told me that practice was seven days a week. And I was like, you guys can go kick rocks. I've got to ride horses seven days a week. Oh, so, so you actually did play soccer. I was just guessing yeah. because mostly it seems like mostly everybody played soccer in high school if you were any sort of athletic. Just, oh, yeah, just play soccer. Just run, like you said, seven days a week. And then, then we'll play football or, or baseball in the, in, in the other seasons. Yeah, no, I, I did do the soccer thing for a while, but as soon as I hit my freshman year and uh, practice was every day um, with the high school sports teams, um, I definitely at that point chose the to do the riding horses over anything else. And um, I got a catch riding job my sophomore year, and that was the best riding horse job I've ever had. I mean, I was riding. 15 horses a day and after school I'd go right to the barn and I was there until all hours of the night and um, my junior and senior year I spent a lot of time um, trying to get a scholarship to college for riding um, so that's what I was doing I actually drove past the um, Goshen track every day to go to my barn and I thought that was just a museum. They didn't race horses. There was no horses <laughs> there. Like, I was totally oblivious to um, standard breads and this whole harness racing. Um, it wasn't until I got a scholarship to go to college to ride. Um, and I went to Delaware State, which is across from Dover Downs. And uh, at that point, I was like, what is this? What are they doing over there during the week? Um, and there was a girl on the team, her name's Carlin Savage, um, she's from Maryland, and she was the captain of the equestrian team at the time, and her and her dad did the harness racing, so um, I wanted some extra money, and she got me a couple jobs paddocking, we'd paddock at Dover and Rosecroft and Ocean together, and it kind of just tumbled from there, I wound up getting... Uh, my own uh, standard bread and I worked for a couple people then I went out on my own um, then I got another job and that's when I moved to Pennsylvania I lived there for six months um, and then I came to Jersey and I'm um, doing it on my own again so you went the complete opposite way where you had no clue like what when I say I mean if I say the Hamiltonian to you obviously you know what that is but you didn't grow up in this sport. You had no clue what's going on. No. So is that, uh, you know, that's got to be interesting that there's no history to you. 
Like none yeah, of this, well, you know. <laughs> Plus, also too, again, you're young. So one, we don't care anything about history because until you are history, you don't care about it. So you're hitting it like on twofold. So now you're just doing this completely. You're like in your own kind of area, which is a complete advantage to you because you can, you don't have to worry about the way things were always done. And you can just say, hey, what's the best way to train this horse? Is it, and going back to your equestrian, and we've talked about this before. Hey, what's the way to, what's the best way to train this horse? Well, is it jogging? Is it training? Or no, I'm going to saddle this motherfucker up and ride him. And that's what we're going to do for three months. And he's going to learn how to trot without a bike. And boom, all of a sudden, maybe that's why uh, you've actually gravitated towards trotters because yeah, maybe riding we've, we've learned plenty of times and I've spoken to plenty of the uh, ladies who do racing under saddle and even going to Ray and some of the other trainers who ride their horses. This stuff works, uh, especially for a trotter that maybe has a little hitch in his gait or has a little trouble with interference. They learn how to trot without the weight and pulling a, pulling a race bike or a jog cart. Yep, absolutely. I mean, it, it's definitely different for me not knowing how things – I really didn't know how things were done. And it, it's kind of funny to me when someone will be like, well, that's not how you're supposed to do it. But there really is no way, there's no correct way to train horses. And that's what I love about it. I, I love listening to everyone. I love taking everyone's advice and then forming my own style. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. I, I talk to everyone and then I just take bits and pieces and kind of create what Zingali Racing is. <laughs> There you go. I mean, other than me uh, influencing on the driving side, clearly, <laughs> uh, has there been a, a, a trainer or a caretaker or an owner that you've really kind of taken a lot of uh, advice from to be like, all right, uh, this guy, you know, I, I like the way his style is. And, and it, maybe you don't even have to know that one personally, but it'd be like, all right, I like the way, I like what I see that guy, how he trains or that stable goes. Is there any one or two people that come to mind? Um, there's a lot of people that come to mind. Um, there's really no one in particular. Um, there isn't like one stable that I try to base mine off of. Um, but I am someone that's always watching. Like I, I always look to see how people train their horses and I'll be like, Oh, I like that. Or, Oh, I don't really like that. I'm not going to do that. Or that didn't really work with that horse for that person. Let me try something else. And, um, I'm definitely someone that will sit there and watch and listen kind of in the background. So <laughs> that they don't know I'm watching and listening, but I, I talk to everyone. I just, I don't like people that think that their way is right, that their way is the only way. So I never want to be that person. I'm constantly going into different trainers and asking for their opinion. Um, I love being in New Jersey surrounded by incredible trainers. I mean, I'm at Gateway Farm. Um, so I have Andy and Julie Miller there. I constantly am calling Andy and being like, okay, I need help. Like, what would you do? What is your opinion? Can you watch this one go? Can you sit behind him and can we talk about him afterwards? And they're so supportive, which is awesome. Um, and they're unbelievable with the trotters. 
Um, there's been plenty of times where my boyfriend works for Andrew Harris. I've gone into his office and been like, Hey, I'm really struggling with this horse. Can you help me out? Like, what, what would you do if this horse was in your barn? And it, it's great listening to those guys because they've been there. They've, they've done it a lot longer than I have. And they've been in, they've been in it and they've worked under people where they've learned different things that they might not use now, but they'll be like, Hey, this, this worked for so-and-so maybe you can try it. And it's great that there is camaraderie in that fact. Like we're not all trying to take each other out. Um, You can call up a trainer and they'll sit down and talk to you. And it's great. I also have um, Megan Roberts is my best friend. She's in Maryland and there is at least three phone calls a day between the two of us talking about horses. And uh, we're, I mean, she's got a bigger stable than I do, but we bounce ideas off of each other on a daily basis, which is just great to have someone that's kind of on your level, smaller barn, um, trying to make it. <laughs> and uh, it, it's great that we have each other. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, even just that, uh, just you talking to other trainers, like I don't really know how much of that goes on. You know, especially it's almost like, oh, if I talk to somebody, they're going to take my idea. And, oh, no, I'm never going to, you know, just that theory of kind of, hey, I'm trying to get the best out of for for my horse. And, you know, here's what worked for me. That's kind of nice. Plus two, like you said, you're at Gateway. You don't need, maybe you don't even have to talk to Andy or Julie, but you can at least watch their stable. You can watch well, yeah. their I'm always watching everyone that goes a training trip. If I'm out there, my head's turned watching their horses go. How do they train them? If I have my watch out there with me and it's not just a timer on my phone, I'll clock people. Okay. How fast are they going to the half and how fast are they coming home? And why like watching the way that they're doing things. And when they go by, I'll be like, Hey, who is that? And then I'll watch the horse race and see if it works for them. And it's, you definitely have to be open to um, training styles because you can't train every horse exactly the same either. Um, there's some horses that I get in that I have to totally train my uh, change my style to make that horse successful. Um, there's barns that don't do that and. Wait, wait, wait. I, I don't understand this whole, what do you mean, like, you don't train every horse the same? I don't, I'm not comprehending, because <laughs> that's just the way. I can't give you all my secrets now. I'm just, no, no, I'm just saying, like, I thought that it was just, you know, jog four miles, and that's it. I thought that's just the way most of these stables did it. Uh, it just, that that thought, I, I, I'm, I'm having hard uh, comprehending different horses get different things. Um, okay. You, you gave, okay, it was nice, nice with Andrew and Julie and stuff like that. You know, who's the one knucklehead at Gateway? We were like, dude, what the fuck is that guy doing out there? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing out know, there? What, how, how do you have horses? Like, because I, and, and uh, you don't have to actually, but you know damn well that every time you go to the track, there's, there's a stable, there's a groom, there's a caretaker, there's a trainer. You'd be like, what? How? How? Like <laughs> you can't even you can't even make words when you see some of these people. Am I right? Like you yeah. just look at them 
What? There is, I mean, I don't want to say anything bad about anyone, but there are some times where I'm like, you know what? If they can do it, so can I. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and honestly, when I uh, was coming up, and same thing as you, like sometimes maybe it's not the best idea to watch Ron Burke and watch how successful his stable is. Instead, you turn to the other knucklehead that we're talking about here and be like, okay, as long as I don't do that, I'll be yeah. fine. Right? <laughs> if like I don't give that a try, yeah. No, don't. Right. As long as I just, just don't do that, that I, and, and maybe, maybe you learn, learn what, what not to do, and, and it eventually, eventually leads you towards success. success. There's definitely plenty of times where I'm like, okay, that's not working out. <laughs> right. Or, I mean, like I said, I talking to everyone, it doesn't matter if I'm talking to a guy that hasn't won a race all year or the best trainer in the country. There's times that either party will say something that I'm like, yeah, no, just not going to happen in my barn. That's not going to fly. And I, I don't like that style and I just don't use it. I'm, you can't be rude about it, <laughs> but right. just you take, you talk, I talk to everyone and I just take what I like and use it and whatever I don't like, I just disregard it. That sounds like a, a weird, like, uh, recipe for success. I would say, <laughs> taking what, taking what you want and using it. Wow, that's that's it's a novel idea. Just, just I'm, I'm just hearing so many different new things just just from talking yeah. as opposed to some of the. It's just it's it's quite refreshing. Uh, let's fast forward five years. Uh, when you're when you're a little bit older, um, what when we look back at this interview, what are you? What's what are some of the accomplishments that you want for your stable? What are you going to be doing in five years? Oh, that's a good question. I don't even know what I'm doing for dinner tonight. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, let, let's talk about it. Let, let, let's talk about dinner real quick. Okay, so uh, I mean, you can always go pizza. You can always go ramen. You know, you should have six or seven things of ramen in your in your cupboard, right? I mean, you yeah, absolutely. Have that. That's a backup. Uh, how about this? Listen, this was sad last night. No joke. Uh, this is hard to admit. Like I'm getting old yeah. now <laughs> and I know that I'm old because I had Cheerios <laughs> plain with no milk. No, I mean, no, no sugar, no sugar, no nothing, no honey. Normally I'd throw a bunch of sugar and honey on it, but I'm just like an old man. I'm like, yeah, this is good for my heart. This is good for low <laughs> cholesterol, and I'm thinking about those things now. So please, uh, while you're young, uh, eat all the sugar you, you have to eat. So that's that's a little uh, that's a little uh, warning for anybody that's listening that's young. When you start eating Cheerios with just milk, plain milk, plain no sugar, that's it. You're done. You're old. So so go back to five years from now. What's what's uh, what's Sophia uh, Zingali going to be doing? Hey, what races has she won? What races is she looking forward to? Do you want a 300 horse stable like Ronberg? Do you want five? Do you want 10? Do you want to be driving? Do you want to be uh, president of the racing under saddle fan club? What, what's going are you going to, you're training trotters. Are you going to move to Sweden and sh school those uh, guys over there? We might give it a try. I mean, I travel enough as it is. No, I, I don't know. I, um, I'd love to have a horse that can travel on the grand circuit. Um, I'd love to 
start training young horses. I've got one two-year-old. Unfortunately, he got hurt, so he's turned out right now, but we should bring him back in the next two weeks. Um, I, I don't know. I Going along the lines that I have so far, I'd, I'd like to try a little bit of everything. Um, like any trotting trainer would say, I'd love to win the okay. handbook one day. <laughs> So what's interesting is that is, again, you don't have a history in this sport. So has there, has there been a race that you feel as a fan? Like, what's your favorite race? It doesn't have to be the Hamiltonian. Hell, one of my favorite races that I went to a couple years ago is the main fair. Like, that was amazing to me. Like, that was, that was flat out one of the best times I've had. So it doesn't have to be, hey, i got to win the Hamiltonian. Like, what, has there been an event or something that caters more towards your style? I don't know if there's a particular, I don't know at this point in time if I could say that there's a particular race that I would like to win. Um, I think that where I'm at right now um, with training horses, I'd just like to get one in that has the potential to be in one of those races. That's that's all I want right now. Okay. <laughs> um, but I like to dream big. So, I mean, I'd like to start with any of the big races and go from there. And then I'll just, no, just, keep, just... Keep, keep going and wind up in the Hall of Fame one day. <laughs> so work backwards. Be like, okay, I'll just win the Hamiltonian and then we'll win some Grand Circuit races. Yeah, like, then work we'll backwards. win some Grand Circuit races. And then right. I'll, I'll be in the Hall of Fame as a driver and a trainer and a rider. <laughs> There we go. Okay. And, and as an owner, and then eventually I'll start breeding horses and you just start checking off boxes, right? You just, you got to try a little bit of everything, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, when was the last time? Uh, well, I, I mean, it's a little weird with the thing, but working horses seven days a week, uh, do you have, uh, have a vacation plan? Do you, do you, I mean, cause that's, that's one of the, it's one of the interesting questions that I've asked people is when, when do you take a vacation? Cause working horses is seven days a week. I don't have a vacation planned at the moment. Um, I went down to Ocean City for two days for my grandmother's 80th birthday party not too long ago, okay. and that was a good vacation. <laughs> there we go. Um, there we go. No, I mean, I, I think because I'm young, um, it's my time to hustle right now. It's my time to work my butt off. Um, I, if I want to accomplish everything that i could ever dream of i have to hustle now i don't i don't have time for vacation um but i always go home for christmas home is south carolina right now um i usually go home for a day or two for thanksgiving um those are kind of like my mini vacations um, so four days off you get for the whole year that's what yeah. <laughs> four days okay well I, I would say yeah if you want to have all those check boxes to be in the damn hall of fame you, you better hustle your ass off i better keep working i mean and on on top of doing the race horses i also do the riding horses right now so it's it's hard for me to um take off and have someone cover for me in both disciplines um it, it's just easier to keep rolling through and at the moment i don't feel like i need a vacation i i really love what i do um, so I don't, 
I'm not tired yet. <laughs> That's the right answer. You gave the perfect answer. I love what I do. I love the horses. I, this isn't a vacation to me. This isn't work. That was you're you're learning with media training. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're starting to learn. Listen, if, if you're going to start having success, you're going to have, uh, you know, schmoes like me calling you up and wanting to do interviews, whether it's audio, print or video, and you're going to have to give them some good answers like that. I love my job. That's a great, you know, start, start working with some cliches, listen to the drivers, how they give uh, some cliche answers. That's, you're going to have to do some media training if you're going to be successful. That's just point blank how you're going to have to deal with it in this industry. You have to have the gift of gab in this industry, I think. I'm, I'm it. learning it. it because I I wasn't always a very good talker. I think I looked so nervous in our last interview. I look back and laugh at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, again, you, you, you progress through it. So uh, I, I'm going to let you go because I know that, that you're busy and you can't be, uh, you can't have a Hall of Fame career if you're spending too much time uh, doing an interview with me. You have to uh, eat your, figure out what's going for dinner. And then uh, I know you have a busy weekend racing. So uh, uh, continued success, get more horses, uh, get more drives. What else, what, what else am I missing here? Is that it? I think that's it at the moment. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so where can, uh, do your shameless self-promotion? Where can people, uh, you have Zingali horse racing on Facebook. Where else? Uh, yeah, we have Zingali uh, Racing Stable on Facebook um, for the riding horse people. We have Zingali um, Horse Sales and Training um, if you want to get your kids lessons. There we go. Um, and then you could always follow me, Sophia Catherine. <laughs> wait, wait. Are you are you saying that anybody that will uh, – quick – oh, promo code 20% off anybody that mentions this interview, boom, on your first riding lesson. How about that? Absolutely, cool. yeah. There free we go. first riding lesson if you oh, mention free. Ryan's was... name. <laughs> I would, no, I was going to go 20% off because that's like the standard, you know, podcast thing. 20% off. You've heard all those codes. Uh, but damn, she's given free first lesson. All right, go right ahead. Bada boom, bada bing. All right. Uh, uh, thank you, Sophia. And uh, yeah, con continued success with uh, with everything Zingali, horse racing, riding, training, whatever else you're doing. Yeah. Thank you so much for talking to me. I really appreciate it, Ryan.